0: podcast in the galaxy the Easy yeezy show hello and welcome back to the Easy yeezy show i'm your host Elise yeezy and today i'm joined by rachel oates hi and this is for episode two of the great gilmore girl rewatch is what i'm gonna call it very catchy title <laughs> um for the visual listeners the visual watchers not listeners you might see I'm wearing a hat that is because my hair is a disgrace and look I'm going swimming later so why would I wash my hair when I am going? you know it's counterproductive to do so so here I am in a hat (laughs) I don't have that excuse I just have this hair
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is just who I
0: am okay (laughs) how have you been what have you been up to before we get into it
1: oh god this Colin Hoover video I'm exhausted by it (laughs) <laughs> I th- oh I thought this would be a quick one and I could just like smash it out and it would be really good and now my script is like 70 pages long and I have so many thoughts and so much to say and I really really oh. hate Colleen Hoover <laughs> have you told the audience which uh book you're doing um well I, I imagine by the time this comes out my video will be out so it's um on it yeah. ends with us I've only mentioned it so far on my Discord server and I've been having like a little rant over there, but it's just, oh, there's so much to it. It's a book that should have so much potential because it's something that needs talking about. It's like domestic violence and this idea that like someone can be so charming in the beginning and you don't see anything wrong with them and then kind of take over your life. And there's all these like subtle signs of abuse and you have like different cycles of abuse and stuff with her parents and her and all this stuff. And it should be a really important topic, but it's just so poorly executed i think it does more harm than good it's so like the bit that i'm working on now i'm going through what people have said about it online and i'm finding all these tiktoks of people like cosplaying as uh victims of domestic abuse with like fake bruises and cuts on their face there's people making jokes about uh, him pushing lily downstairs and being like oh i've got merch from the book and then showing a picture of their staircase and stuff like that i'm like come on and then there's all these people defending Ryle and being like, oh, he can change. What he did wasn't that bad. I mean, he does actually love her, so it's okay. I'm like, stop it. Oh, yeah, I've been like a little bundle of anger these last few days.
0: Haven't I, Kyra? Yes. <laughs> Which her. is funny, because um, I think a year ago, I did a video where I read like, four or so viral TikTok books and it ends with with us was part of that video and I don't really remember too much what I said because it wasn't that much of a memorable or interesting but I'd never heard a Colleen Hoover before I got to that book um the only thing I really recall saying about it is it took me like a third or maybe halfway through to realize it was about domestic abuse it took me getting yeah. to like the second act of it to realize that's what the story was about because I didn't really see yeah. what the because the the blurb doesn't describe anything and if you look oh. at the front cover it looks like it's just All romance and stuff, so, says yeah. it,
1: yeah yeah there was a huge issue with the pacing of the book I found as well so mm. you have like the first 50% which is just like smutty love story with too many sex scenes and then all of a sudden he like flips and it's like 45% about the abuse and then the last five percent is her actually like getting away and like you know mm. leaving him essentially Um, and I'm like I wish there'd been more on that I want to see like her recovery afterwards I want to see that like strength it took her to actually leave I want to see the trauma it caused and like the long-term effects of that i want to see her talking to other survivors i want to that's the bit that i think is important not this like you know whatever it is 200 pages of like oh and then we had sex here and then we had sex here and then his mum called him and we had sex again that's literally one chapter they have sex his mum calls him they have sex again
0: yeah <laughs> and i remember at the time thinking about the ending like is it a good idea that you've you've had a kid with this guy and Mm -hmm. um like he has partial custody so he's taking care of this kid when you're not around to supervise and this is a man who tried to try to sexually assault her beat her up several times it was just i don't know and i because i hadn't read colleen hoover at that point i i remember just not thinking that much about it In general but now that i have read colleen hoover and i can see that this is a pattern of behavior of her writing even though in this case the man is actually meant to be abusive because in all the other cases he's meant to be a love interest but he just comes across as abusive um i think it'd be interesting to revisit that at some Mm. point now i'm more acquainted with her nonsense
1: this is actually one of my big parts towards the end of the video i i meant to do this little like you know like a little 300 word conclusion it's now like five pages long with like all these Mm. thoughts i'm having um but I, I've gone on this bit of a rant about how, in the in the first chunk of the book that's meant to be just like the love story part of it, there's all these red flags that Ryle has before he gets physically abusive. There's other signs of abuse. There's like the way he, he beats he'll... up the chair. Yeah, yeah, that's their first meeting. He smashes yes. up, up the chair. and um, he's controlling with her. He's always wanting to know where she is. He's just turning up to her house uninvited. He does things like buying a house without telling her for them both and making a move out of her apartment and stuff. Um, he'll grab her by the wrists. He locks her in a room. Like, like, why do all of Colleen Hoover's men lock women in rooms? Every single one I've read has a man locking a woman in a room. It's ridiculous. Anyway. So there's all these red flags and I'm like, okay, great. Like she's showing these subtle signs of abuse. This is, this is brilliant. Except she also does that in the other love interest. Who's meant to be the good guy. He has all the same signs. He locks her in a room. He grabs her by the wrists and pulls her around. He does all these like weird, jealous, controlling things. In Verity, Jeremy does the same things. He locks her in the room. He's physically violent. He grabs her by the wrists and pulls her around. there's no distinguishing features between the abusive men in Colleen's books and the love interests and the heroes and the men we're meant to be rooting for. It's like she doesn't know what a healthy relationship looks like, so all her romances come out as toxic and it's really really unhealthy.
0: I've noticed that um of all the Colleen Hoover books I've read so far, the men if they're not locking women in rooms they uh forcibly barricade them in rooms by standing in the way of them trying to exit like which i i do genuinely think that it's it's her kink a guy getting in her way not letting her leave a doorway i think it's colleen hoover's kink um which is kind of like hard for me because that's one of the things that my abuser
1: used to do to me and it's what mm. he did to his other victims as well he would stand in doorways and not let us leave rooms he would corner us and like (sighs) pardon you baby and um, he would corner us and not let us move like a very small certain area of the room and stuff and it was all about power and control and keeping us in our place and it was terrifying and like mm. I th- the last day I ever left him, he'd locked me in his house without a way to get out like mm. it, <laughs> so when you see these like love interests doing that exact same thing, it's I don't really like to use the word triggering, but it's a little bit triggering you yeah know? it ugh. I don't know. If I hadn't known what this book was about going in, it would have really messed me up. Mm. Like with my history of everything that I've been through, um like not just with Johnny, but with like my parents and my brother as well, and all that stuff. Like using domestic violence as a shocking twist mm-hmm. isn't appropriate, you know. En- and <laughs> anyway. This woman. how do
0: you how do you do what you do and compartmentalize that away then whilst you're doing it um because i guess oh, i don't know i don't know if it's similar but i guess it's like if i'm watching something and everyone just suddenly gets drunk you know yeah. or if they well they don't usually start doing drugs in tv shows or anything but if there's an instance of people doing drugs you know like skins um that tends to get me a little bit like you know have you watched anything like euphoria um no because i thought it was just like the us sort of kind of not version of skins but sort of you know it it, mm,
1: yeah it kind of is in a way um but no, I'd be interested to see what you think of like the portrayal of drugs in that because on the one hand they kind of glamorize it but on the other they show the really like dark messed up side of it as well. So
0: mm.
1: I don't know how you'd deal with that but I don't know, it's it's hard for me. I don't think I could have made content like this 18 months, two years ago. I think mm-hmm. I would have struggled too much then but now I'm in a healthy place where like I feel okay calling it out but it's still hard. Like reading this book was like kind of emotional for me and like you know I've been ranting to you the last few days (laughs) Kieran's had these like long like minutes and minutes and minutes of voice notes of me just being like oh my god you'll not believe what she wrote and then she did this and then she did this and can you believe this character and he's like I know I know you said this and I'm like I know I know and he's like he doesn't really care probably but he's getting invested for me and I appreciate that about him and he's like bad man what a bad
0: man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> These women who write this uh, stuff, it I don't know if it's unfair of me to think, but I can't help but wonder what their marriages are like, you know, Stephanie mm-hmm. Mayer's marriage to her husband, Colleen yeah. Hoover's marriage to um uh, her husband i I have to wonder because if this if this is what they think romantic love is, and in a lot of ways, I think i I do i I guess I I think Colleen Hoover's worse than Stephanie Mayer. But I couldn't. Oh, absolutely. Art- I can't articulate why, but I just, I do think that she's worse. I feel like I, I don't think know the <laughs>
1: sheer volume of harmful things Colleen Hoover's done outweighs anything Stephanie Meyer's done, and like she has some really, really messed up stuff. Like she, I, I was like flicking through some of her other books and like skim reading bits um, for like a comparative bit in my video, and like there's this one that's just like every chapter you have this man raping his girlfriend like in every other chapter or like being abusive to her and stuff and again it's marketed as romance because she leaves him for another guy I'm like why mm. so I don't know but um I was gonna say something else no I
0: don't know forget it <laughs> that there's was also something there that over. like um personally I don't like about Colleen Hoover as a person Mm. I feel like this is a bit unfair to say but I also don't give a shit because I don't respect her um I don't like from what I've seen of her I do not like her as a person whereas Stephanie Beyer Mm -hmm. and this is so weird but there's something that I do kind of like about her (laughs) like Stephanie Beyer there's something I don't know what it is like um I read her Wikipedia page for Breaking Dawn and finding out that she's a teetotaler she doesn't even drink (laughs) caffeine there's something about that I, I think is so um on the other end of the spectrum from my previous life that I don't yeah. know she kind of fascinates me and I feel like I could talk to her without insulting her at least you know yeah. uh consciously I wouldn't want to consciously insult her but Colleen Hoover I think is just um well I guess because like Stephanie Mayer has always risen above her criticism and just ignored it and she's ignored that E.L. James made yeah. a sexy porno of Twilight she's ignored all this stuff right um mm-hmm. but Colleen Hoover is so insecure that that I don't know if you've heard of him. This guy called Caleb on YouTube. He was the first person to uh, call Colleen Hoover out for her awful fiction years Ooh, ago. I and don't. He was, but good on him. Yeah. Well, he was a teenager at the time. He'll say he was young. Mm-hmm. And Colleen Hoover really got the hump and tried to get her weaponize her fan base into attacking his video and all this kind of nonsense. It's like grow the fuck up, you He's weirdo, forty like
1: year old woman. Stop it.
0: In it yeah so something that i just really don't respect or like about her as a person
1: sorry i remember the thing i was gonna say and it's bad so you know her like history of like her dad was abusive to her mom and stuff like that and that's why she Mm. wrote this book and whatever we don't know what's going on in her own marriage but her own son has been accused of sexually assaulting other women and she's like standing by the sun defending him. When these like women have tried to be like, yeah, but he he did this to me. She's just like blocking them on social media and being really petty about it and stuff. And it's like,
0: what is wrong with her? She's a boy mum. She is. She is. She's a boy mum. They're the worst. So yeah. those women, they're the real gender traitors. The <laughs> boy mums.
1: I've I've kind of got a bit about that in this video, but I didn't know like how deep i wanted to go with it because again like ryle the abuser in this stupid name sorry sorry anyone called ryle um but oh, also the names sorry um he's got this weird thing where he's like oh yeah i love my mom i talk to her every day blah 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 like i tell her everything i do all this stuff and the mum's like oh i love my son something everything. i'm like yeah he's a spoiled brat that's why he's like mm. the way he is mm. yeah Hated.
0: speaking of um things we hate spoiled brats annoying (laughs) stupid writers i've been doing (laughs) Anision's autobiography oh god yeah how is it (laughs) it's the most miserable thing i've ever done um it's for whatever reason it's only 150 pages there's a pdf of of it online they they shared on reddit Mm. so you can just you can just grab the pdf it's like a google drive file for free
1: done enough to fill 150
0: pages oh well consider well i think he's just making a lot of it up because every other <laughs> paragraph is about how he fancied a girl or he how he dated a girl in the seventh grade like this is the level of which we fall into a but every other paragraph mm-hmm. is like that i dated this girl and then there was this girl and then oh this girl liked me and it's like who the fuck are you trying to kid kid greg he's it's really true. acting like he's a player <laughs> it's a bit like <laughs> incel fan fiction then yeah it's miserable. It's unrelenting. It's it, like it, it's riddled with typos. Yet yeah, he he insists later on that he did proofread it. Um he doesn't understand how to use commas, right? Because commas are for natural pauses, yeah. you know, where you would take a breath. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah he, he will or write a... in certain clauses and sub clauses and stuff and yeah. sure but he'll write a word use a comma write another word use a comma write like six words use a comma and it's just like what are you doing you don't... but in the beginning he he um he intros it by he introduces it by saying that you know he's always wondered if he's a superior writer because he <laughs> did well in english at school and it's like who are you trying to kid it's fan fiction of his own life it's baffling it's so fucking miserable
1: I'd feel sorry for him if he wasn't so scummy, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> just... it's, literally, it's the ramblings of like the criminally insane. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of like getting triggered whenever there's alcohol on TV, I swear this autobiography is so boring and shit and <laughs> annoying. Um, and, and he has a go at druggies and stuff. And, you know, I've been sober for, all <laughs> four, for over four years. But reading it makes me want to drink to get through it reading it <gasps> makes me want to do coke again because it's just that like oh, it's God. like do you know what would make this a lot better a bunch of drugs <laughs> can that be your video title like onision risks my sobriety <laughs> <laughs> too far <laughs> oh, it's true oh ma'am. oh man no it sucks anyway uh, that's that should we get on with the episode yeah so- we
1: have episode two Season one, we are very far into this. We're making good progress.
0: <laughs> <laughs> episode two: the Lorelai's first day at Chilton, where both Rory and Lorelai go to Chilton, but Lorelai doesn't because she's the mum, obviously. But it's Rory's first day at school, her new private, um, her new private school, and Lorelai makes a bit of a social clothing faux pas. That's the episode. Shall I we like get the it? outfit
1: i i'm just gonna say this out. that is an outfit i would wear
0: if you look on reddit for this episode see like every thread is about the outfit she wears like it's not about anything else to do with the actual episode i don't mind it um yeah. you know because it's a little cowgirl look however for lorelei it's quite out of character because she never wears anything like that right. ever well,
1: again it was, it was laundry day it's not her fault
0: <laughs> yeah but even in the summer she never wears shorts like that yeah true I
1: liked it, though. I thought it was cute. But it made a good point of showing how, like... So here's the thing. It was, like, really good for showing how snobby, like, people at the private school were. But I didn't Mm. get the people in town being like, oh, you shouldn't have worn that. Oh, you shouldn't have worn that. I'm like, are you trying to say
0: they're just as snobby? Or... that was. I think with the town, it's just trying to show how much of a close-knit community it is. You know, that they feel comfortable enough... um, to do that but well, let's start right at the beginning of the episode because mm-hmm. in the in the introduction the um is it called a cold opening where it's the intro before the yeah. theme song i don't really like the intro because i hate feet so and she's there doing her toenails i'm like who is this for i don't like this so i need to close my eyes so
1: i think it's meant to show kind of like lorelei's immaturity and how she gets distracted and like she's trying to do this like nice mumly thing and like you know look after her daughter and like pamper her before her first day of school and then she gets distracted by a new cd like it is showing that but also i didn't need the close-up of the feet right i'm i'm not not a fan of them either thank you
0: thank you i know they're just a body part but good lord
1: No. It's like the same way I don't really want to see knees. I don't like knees either. I'd rather not have like close-ups of people's knees. (laughs) When are there close-ups of people's knees? Exactly. So why are there close-ups of feet?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then, so moving on from that, Lorelai wakes up. She's late because her furry alarm clock didn't purr, which I... I like that whole little my furry alarm clock didn't perfect because it's very quirky. Um yeah. but it's relatable. Rory's... I feel
1: like that's something that would happen to me. Yeah, I acute like alarm clock and it wouldn't work. But, but Rory annoyed me in that scene.
0: Well, she's being super, super stressy as she says this. For the rest do you know what happens if someone's late on their first day? For the rest of the year, they're labeled the late girl, which that is hardly the insult that Rory seems to think it is. Like American <laughs> kid high school insults are a different world from English kid school insults. It's like um, there's yeah. a TikToker called Jack Joseph who does these American high school bully TikToks where he's like, huh, look at daddy, you're not going to go to the prom alone, are you? And he's like dancing and doing like West Side Story stuff. <laughs> um, that's what like American high schools seem like to yeah. me. God. It's...
1: Well, when we get to like the insults they give Rory later, like when they call her mary and stuff it's like oh for mm. god's sake yeah i don't know like <laughs> honestly if they're the only insults i'd have got at school i'd have had a way better time than i did mm. oh do yeah you think english kids are meaner
0: um why do i feel like that's such a loaded question i am english um <laughs> i feel like we're definitely a bit more vulgar because mm-hmm. i feel that Well, obviously, like, Americans can be vulgar as well because anyone can, like, the Japanese can be vulgar. Like, anyone can be vulgar. But um, I feel like America has a tiny bit more of, like, a pearl-clutchy attitude to certain swear words. Swear words that Mm. I can't repeat here because I'll get demonetized. But swear words that, like, in Scotland are a form of, um, like, you saying, all right, mate. All right, Yeah. see you next Tuesday, you know. Um, Whereas over here, it's a bit more, I don't know.
1: I think at least when we were in school, there was like kids wanted to be edgy. They wanted yeah. to like say all the words they could. And there was definitely like a lack of empathy for anyone who was like even a little bit different, you know? And.
0: Well, I wonder if that's not just uh, kids in general. Um, well, yeah, probably. So <laughs> I think. Though I think maybe some cultures do have a bit more of a bullying problem because uh i've watched a lot of like japanese and korean tv documentaries mm. and drama and stuff and I've, I've read like quite a few japanese books uh not in japanese obviously i'm not <laughs> that good um and it feels like the like the and i've read anecdotal accounts as well that in some Asian cultures like South Korea and Japan, the bullying can be really. I read this book, I can't remember who it's by. It's called Heaven. It's a Japanese book by a Japanese author. And it's about this boy being bullied at high school. And he meets a friend and they kind of, she's bullied as well. And they but their only connection is that they're bullied together. And it's a kind of coming of age story. And the bullying is really like bad. In this book. Like it like it's crazy. Like uh like they force him to eat chalk and oh. with like paint water and he froze up and then they force him to like drink the oh. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? It's and i said it's definitely yeah. a theme that I've noticed in like um a few Japanese movies. Like well, like Battle Royale, I guess. Like the bullying yeah. was so bad that someone brings in a he was gonna stab someone. No, he did stab somebody, he stabs the teacher. Right, I'm messing this up a little bit. Um <laughs> I guess you could say it's kind of like bad kids in general, but mm. maybe in some cultures, there's a bit more of an attitude of, you know, sort it out yourself. And if you don't, you're kind of weak. Where so like yeah. the bullying could get worse in certain, um because maybe it's gotten better in England. Because I feel like people are getting a little bit more understanding of mental health over here.
1: Maybe, yeah. I'd hope so. I don't really know though. I don't really spend all the time around kids.
0: <laughs> oh, but then I saw I, um. What did I see? I saw a film, I don't think it's out yet. It was like this multimedia screening of this film called The Boogeyman. And it's based on this very short Stephen King story. Um, my boyfriend got like it was a ticketed like premiere event. My boyfriend was invited because of his work. So I tagged along as his plus one and stuff. And in this film, it's a horror film, right? But these these are it's American and these high school kids are so the the main character the main protagonist's mother died like before the film, you know, so it's yeah. kind of like about a family coming to terms of that. We have horror and supernatural elements. And, you know, so her mum died and these American kids are so mean to her about it. You know, literally like to the extent of her, her, your mum died basically. So, so I don't much. know. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, like as first days of school go, I don't think Royce was
1: quite as bad as she was making out. I'm not sure. Like the no. workload seems stressful but other than yeah.
0: that. Yeah and she she pisses off Paris because she accidentally ruins her project so yeah. um I'd be which... angry too if I was Paris.
1: Yeah, right. Like, Especially even, a, in even a school as an like accident,
0: that. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Like even if it's an accident I'm holding that grudge for the next 20 years, you know. <laughs> There was when I was in school, a kid purposely uh, we had this baking competition and I used to love baking and it was a bread making one. I worked really hard on my bread recipe and I practiced and I was doing this really cool like plattered bread and stuff. And it was like a cheesy bread. Um, And this kid purposely sabotaged it by pouring like a crap ton of salt in my mix without me realizing. So obviously the bread didn't rise properly. Everything was like crap. And then when the judge tasted it, she nearly puked. And oh I have not forgiven him to this day.
0: Of oh God. Yeah.
1: Still mm. know his name, but I'm not going to not gonna publicly shame him. But he, he better know who he is. He's probably forgotten he even did that, but I hold the grudge. Hmm.
0: I don't think anything like that happened to me. I was just, just kind of weird and did stuff by myself, really. I was, I think... So I was definitely a bit of an arsehole in school, but that's because everyone was an arsehole in school. Like I was quite <laughs> moody and a bit rude, but I'm a little bit of a rude person anyway, which I don't like about myself. I don't like that I am I am naturally a little bit rude. Um but every time I feel like every time that I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be really nice and forgiving today and I'm not gonna <laughs> react with anger to things, whatever, people come along to test my patience. Like <laughs> um Oh but let's go through this chronologically so (laughs) they go to school they finally get to school there's the Chilton dad um, which we never see again so a little bit pointless but the Chilton dad he's speaking to Lorelai she's wearing her silly to their standards outfit and he's stumbling over his words talking to her I guess because she's just so beautiful yet (laughs) like he's a posh businessman bloke he's probably a millionaire because his kids are going to this private school so he's definitely spoken to beautiful women all of the time but he's really <laughs> stumbling over his words talking to Lorelai I don't mm-hmm. I know the point of it I know the point of it it's meant to be like a kind of look because Lorelai is like a little bit of a manic pixie dream woman yeah um, and she's
1: not like the other girls you know she's well, different because exactly. she's not like the other mums she's mm. a young mum a cool mum
0: she's a young mum Mm-hmm. Even though if they're all millionaires, most of them would probably look really nice anyway. You know? Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> then they get to Headmaster Charleston, Charleston's office, mm-hmm. and Emily's there. And they're also, like, Lorelai's trying to keep her coat on to cover up her outfit, but they're so pushy about her taking the coat off. That annoyed me. Yeah. Like, just let people wear what they want. But I guess it's like... <sighs>
1: I don't know because I've not really been around rich people very much. So I haven't really spent a lot of time around rich people, but I just get the impression that they have all these like etiquette rules and like, yes. you know, like these these traditions and ideas and stuff. And so they, they kind of like, that comes before everything else. It's like, if you sit down, you must take your coat off. Like, it doesn't matter if the person's comfortable or the temperature or the what's underneath or anything like that. All that just goes out the window. And I don't know, I don't really like it but it's odd I feel like there was kind of like more of a critique of like richer upper class people in the earlier seasons than there was later on you know mm, mm. It's interesting yeah
0: because later on it becomes a bit glorified with Rory yeah. wanting to be a part of that world uh, I also noticed that like Lorelai is just really messy not what she's wearing but just mm-hmm. as a person she can't talk to adults she can't talk to uh the severe looking woman she can't talk to the chilton dad very well she can't talk to headmaster (laughs) charleston and emily's there unannounced and this annoys lorelei but i kind of think that it was better for rory that emily was there because at least she was being professional about things and she was maintaining conversation um and upon watching it emily's not even actually aggie about what Lorelai wears she cracks a few jokes about it like she's being funny you know like um there's your horse outside are you gonna wear spurs with like she's being funny which Lorelai would make the same jokes about Mm. someone else if they'd shown up to you know this prestigious place wearing so she had made the same jokes so it's kind of like well why can't Emily why is it annoying when Emily does it even though they've got the same sense of humor well, that's, that's the thing
1: about, like, Lorelai and Emily's relationship that's so interesting is that Lorelai is so like her and doesn't want to admit it. Yeah. So it's like she gets annoyed at her mum for doing all the things that she does. I think it's quite funny. It's did like you... uh, there's parallels we were talking about in the first episode when they were sat yeah. side by side. Yeah, sorry.
0: I'm... No, I was just going to say, did you notice when Headmaster Charleston was talking to Rory, Um, I don't know about you, but I was getting kind of weird sort of sexist vibes from Headmaster Charleston because uh, Rory says she wants to be like this I assume journalist woman I've not really heard of her sorry it's a 20 year old show Um, and Headmaster Charleston kind of assumes that she wants to be like Oprah or like one of the Mm -hmm. women on this channel called The View which I've not never watched but I think it's an American equivalent of loose Loose women women. Yeah, yeah loose women which like I would never want to go on Loose Women because it's just this gaggle of horrible women screeching to be the loud. Like they are loose. Women annoys me. Yeah. Actually, did you know that um, Denise Welch, I think that's her name, is she's on Loose Women. She's the mother of Matt Healy from the 1975, the rock group. Yes so he's a nepotism baby and he's acting like he's well rock and roll you're just a nepo no. like so I looked at it like, I looked at his uh, Wikipedia page it's like oh son of the actor and son of like this person here and it's like I'm getting sick of nepo babies because when you look into it 95% of them are like oh. 95% of these um of famous people are and I'm not jealous I'm just annoyed by it <laughs> and Matt I'm a, little he, a bit jealous well Matt Healy's only been on my um he's only been on my radar because I don't give I tried to listen to book 975, it's not for me don't like it I'm a I Mike have, and like, girl till I die songs and then the rest just bit, like me mm, me I listened anyway. to like five seconds of one um but he's been all over my reddit for you page because people were bitching about him and Taylor Swift yeah <laughs> dating and like I don't really care about I don't care about any of these people but I was getting a bit invested in this <laughs> you drama. <like> the drama <laughs> Well, what actually um took me to by surprise, it probably shouldn't have uh is how parasocial um a lot of Taylor Swift's fan base are because it's like, oh yeah, it's like, yeah, he's it's been he's... like that for a while. I know, but I was still surprised by it because I was just kind of like, yeah, he's trash, but also you don't know this person as in Taylor Swift. you don't know her as yeah. a person you don't. I run off the assumption that like everyone in the media is probably a bit of a dick and I'll run off that assumption until. <laughs> until I meet someone personally. The only person I don't think that about is Keanu Reeves because everyone who's ever worked with him says he's lovely. My friends in film who have worked with him say that he's lovely, bit introverted, lovely. You know, so like like these people, it's like, you don't know Taylor Swift. Um, yeah, Matt Healy's an asshole, but also every girl dates an asshole at one point. <laughs> oh no. Like it happens, you know, maybe he has a magic penis or something, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but I was getting like invested in this Reddit drama, <laughs> reading all this stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> oh. so, I do quite like. Um,
1: I say like it. It freaks me out how much her fans watch like everything they do and piece everything together. But I do quite like reading those threads of so stuff of people being like, "Oh," and then I found this, and then I found this because mm. I'm like, "Oh, it's like." like a puzzle tv show but real life and they're finding all these clues like when when it was announced that they'd broken up and then someone was like oh yeah and then like that night taylor was crying on stage as she sang these lyrics and then people like tracked down the clip of it and she was like holding back tears and stuff and people like do we think like this might be about him so i was like "Ooh ooh, let me let me watch more i have like barely any interest in taylor swift i like like 20 of her songs and she's got you know like 300 out there so I don't really care that much. But for some reason, I quite like the gossip.
0: Yeah, well, personally, I think that they were just like shagging. like, And that oh, was yeah. maybe the extent of it. Um, Well, she got out That's of a, a relationship yeah. with that bloke, Joe. It was just a rebound. See, I shouldn't... Yeah. All of this I've learned against my will. I shouldn't know <laughs> any of this stuff. And yet it's just been on my Reddit. I can't help mm-hmm. but click. Um, Yes, well, my point was about loose women <laughs> is... Um, uh headmaster charleston is this head of this you know private prestigious school where lots of serious female students attend you know paris is Mm -hmm. one of the serious uh women in question who well girls so i don't understand why he would assume that rory wants to be some type of daytime tv celebrity i don't know where that Mm -hmm. assumption comes from um well i don't know the lady she likens herself to be like anyway so maybe that lady is a daytime so maybe I'm completely off the mark but like because I don't have that background info Mm -hmm. to me when he says all that stuff it feels a little bit like weirdly sexist coming from a strange place considering half the students are women and all of them are serious and he makes a note of being like this is a very serious school and you have to you know um pull your weight around here so I don't that's the vibe I got from it yeah it's Sorry, don't know if you
1: heard that. The brakes. <laughs> nice. God's sake. There's a car like screeching down the street.
0: Anyway, um he's hard, but he's got a big willy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I heard that! No way, maybe it's a car chase.
1: <laughs> you get it a lot around here. It's really annoying. En- it's well, it's because I'm right next door to a dodgy area and we've got the red light district next door. So have you yeah. It's really? literally, literally just there yeah it's the only place in the country where prostitution's legal
0: that? i had no idea yeah live next door to it <laughs> oh my god that's like a that's a youtube video <laughs> sometimes like that's... chat to the girls when i'm walking camera <laughs> that's that's a video right there that's clickbait so- some of
1: them are really nice and some of them have really tragic stories. Like this one woman, yeah. she was like, oh, can I pet your dog? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. And she went, oh, just had to give up my kids this morning. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, you what? She's like, yeah, yeah, the social came and took them. Oh. But it's all right because I'm going to get sober. I was like, oh, good good for you. And she went, yeah, it's been three days since I did any crack. And I'm like, oh. No way. Well done. No way. She just opened up told me all this stuff on the street and I was just like oh great and she's like yeah I haven't worked in a while so I'm back to it today and me being all like trying to be like naive and stuff I'm like oh great what do you do and she went well I'm here I work the street." So I was like of course you do Yeah. oh my god
0: very very awkward <laughs> uh, but some of them are lovely so yeah oh wow yeah. Well, I hope so, her day gets better wherever she is. Yeah. Whatever she's doing. Hope it hope it improves. Hope she uh stays sober. It's really sad though. He had um, mm. someone
1: died a couple of months back down uh. there. Like one of the girls. I think she overdosed and um just her body was left on the street for hours before the police found it. You're joking. It was really heartbreaking, yeah.
0: No way. Yeah. Kind of hope it wasn't that woman. That's That's crazy because you, I don't know. You wouldn't think that that kind of happens in England. Maybe I'm being a bit naive now, Um, but not a body being left out. God, that's awful. Yeah, no, it was it was awful. Um... Did they crash?
1: I don't know. There was definitely a crashing noise, right?
0: (laughs) Do you want to go find out? Sure, it's fine. Sure, it's fine. I'd be there, like, curtains twitching, like, looking through. I'm a proper, I'm a proper nosy neighbour. I'd be outside um, with, like, my hair up in a towel and a dressing <laughs> gown across <laughs> to a neighbour. You
1: need to have a cigarette while you do it, though. Even if you're not actually smoking, you need it in your hand. Just for 100%. you know? <laughs> um, But, yeah, no, it's an interesting area I live in. Um, yeah. I'm kind of... <laughs> embarrassingly I'm kind of part of the gentrification process you know it's yeah. like these are new flats all sort of thing so I feel a bit guilty about that but also what can you do I needed a pet friendly place and there's not yeah. many in Leeds yeah so this one comes first don't you baby yes you do uh yeah not long after I moved in the pub down the road it's like an abandoned pub it got closed down um but someone set it on fire and there were just like fire engines everywhere it was Awesome! <laughs> no way yeah oh it's interesting i was watching it all from my balcony smoke everywhere fire engines <laughs> i
0: thought you meant smoke everywhere oh. as in you oh, no. a cigarette. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, next time
0: <laughs> back when i lived in um back when i lived in east london in shoreditch um the dalston riots happened like just literally <laughs> and i of course i went along yeah. um like of course i went along to see what was yes. happening because well, i used to love going to that kind of stuff you know like um, <laughs> there's there's always these uh protests um on like november 5th they used to be like million mm. mass march that's what it was called so used to go along to those got kettled by police went along oh. to this dawson riot and like the riot police came out and as i was, like, sort of right, it, i don't know it, it was um because it's just interesting. It's just interesting to see that kind of happen. But someone had I dragged this mattress.
1: secret rioter, a criminal.
0: Well, someone had, ju- well, I wasn't joining in. I was just observing, you know. Someone had <laughs> yeah, like, dragged. Yeah, that's what they dragged- all say. Yeah. Someone <laughs> dragged a mattress out to the middle of the road and set on fire and stuff. So, like these big flames going up and then the riot police come and people are chucking bottles everywhere. And I was just kind of in the middle of it like, ah, oh, got a lot of exercise that night, like <gasps> running away from, because I wasn't joining <sighs> in or anything. Um, yeah. But the people who were doing the bottle frame were sort of, like, looking out for me, in a way. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like there's a there's a camaraderie for um, <laughs> that kind of stuff. When the Tories got in, when... Not when the Tories got in, they've been in for years. <laughs> um, when David Cameron got in over Ed Miliband's, there was protests at um, Downing Street. I went along to that. People were, like, not tear gas, but they were letting off, like like... Flavored smoke, not flavored smoke. What flavored? <laughs> uh, colored smoke and stuff. I met one of my best friends, Kieran, at that. At no way. <laughs> yeah, I used to go to all kind of things because it's just like it's interesting to observe. I find mm. rather than being like stuck in that, and also, oh, this leads on to my next point actually, because I kind mm. of wanted to be a bit of like a gonzo journalist, I suppose. I mean, I didn't do anything with it. I just went and observed these things. Maybe took yeah. a few videos that I probably still got mm. on like my drive or whatever. Um. Because I find Which, it's just, funnily it's, enough
1: is what Rory says she wants to do with her life.
0: Exactly. So it all you know, comes
1: back. Sorry, carry on. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> I've noted that like they don't use the term Gonzo journalist, but when she's saying things about wanting to be out there, be part of the action, that's what that means yeah. to me. I used to be. and This all ties in together. Like I used to be a really big fan of Hunter S. Thompson's work, who is like the mm. father of uh, Gonzo journalism um so that's where i kind of got my little i'm living in london i'm gonna go along to these like protests uh, fear and loathing right yeah yeah and he went uh he lived with the hell's angels for i think a year until they kicked the shit out of him you know um so like i for a while thought oh that'd be like really cool to do and even with this with the paris riots going on if i'd had like Spare money. I wanted to go to Paris to interview people during the Paris mm. riots because even even the police in Paris were joining in with the protesters and like standing down and stuff. Yeah, because they're all pissed off at Macron. And I think it's really mm. interesting just to observe human behavior. But yeah. Rory does not have the edge, nor assertiveness, nor what it takes to be a mm. gonzo journalist. She couldn't hang out at the Hell's Angels. She couldn't <laughs> be at riots or protests or like you know bottles flying yeah. around and people like with their riot gear on um like you know so i briefly tried to pull a hunter s thompson in my early 20s (laughs) but i couldn't do it because although i loved drugs almost as much as hunter s thompson did (laughs) i kind of hate people so i don't i sort of like i I like to observe but also like being a journalist be annoying going to talk to people all the time um even though what we're doing right now is a character study on imaginary people so I don't know if I'm being ironic or satirical. I don't know where the line is with myself anymore. You like my people is, as long as they're not real. I like people up until when they just start talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I consider—I actually consider myself a really antisocial extrovert because, like, <laughs> I—you know—I do like being around people that I've not met. You know, this premiere mm-hmm. that I went to with my boyfriend and his work colleagues i never met any of them. But like, afterwards, I was my dopamine, like. my my dopamine pool was full because I'd met Mm -hmm. a bunch of new people and chatted like shit with people however I am also very antisocial and it's not through shyness it's just through I can't be bothered like you're all annoyed (laughs) but but, you know back to Rory it's not about me but back to Rory like she never had what it took to be the type of journalist the story is trying to tell us she wants to be
1: maybe not but I did find, at least at this point, she had some passion and some drive and an idea of what she wanted to do and where she wanted to go. And over the seasons, that just completely disappears and goes away. And I'm like, well, why is that? What changed? It can't just be, oh, Lorelei and people in Stars Hollow spoiled her because she has drive at this point and she's only ever been around Lorelei and Stars Hollow. So is it Chilton's influence and like all the rich kids? Is it Richard and Emily? Do they kind of like make her um what's the word uh she kind of gets complacent
0: you know um well I think the main change for her happens when she goes to Yale you know and Mm. they don't initially have the money for her to go to Yale so she just goes to her grandparents and makes the deal on her own terms um with her grandparents and that's maybe where the change starts to happen well actually no because even in this season when the I think it's this season when the house gets termites and Lorelai doesn't want to go to her parents for it but Rory's like well we need the loan why don't you just go to grandma and grandpa she starts to see more of that she can rely on that world of privilege yeah she sees from her grandparents paying for children and then later Yale that Mm -hmm. she has access to this world of privilege she can rely on it and it's an interesting one though because like I don't know about you but if I suddenly had a grandparent that was a millionaire Yeah, I kind of would want to be like, hey, could you, could you maybe like loan me 20 Mm. grand so I can pay for a deposit somewhere? (laughs) You know, I like, you kind of would naturally want to take advantage of it, wouldn't you? I think if all of us suddenly had a very rich relative, no, take advantage is wrong, actually, because that's mean. I wouldn't want to use them as a money source, but at the same time, like knowing you have those things to fall back on. Yeah. Can we like begrudge safety? Yeah, sort of thing. Because it's not Can- like she's just like frivolously spending.
1: She wants it for yeah. her education. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say though because like I don't begr- begrudge her asking, but then at the same time I'm like, does she realize how privileged she is? Does she realize how easy she has it compared to some?
0: Because I'm I not sure if she that's does. The diff- no that that's got to be the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I thought Hornet had got in then. I got really scared for a second. I'm still on the, <laughs> still on the lookout for the Hornets. Um, Charleston is one of the only characters, I think, to tell Rory that she's capable of failing. Because he gives her mm. this whole speech about how, you know, you might fail, you're starting late. Failure is a part of life, but it's not a part of children. Like, I think he's one of the only people besides Mitchum to be like, You know, you're you're probably not going to be all that. Yeah. And yet he's painted as a bad guy for saying it. No, he's just being realistic. If anything, he's being very realistic about what they expect at Mm -hmm. this private school of, you know, like some of the most educated kids in the country.
1: I think it's quite nice for Rory to get a reality check. You know, I think she needs this because she has just had it kind of easy before academically. And I think yeah. she goes into Chilton, you know, like like he says, like expecting to be like one of the smartest people there. And she's realising, oh, crap, I actually need to learn a lot. Which is yeah. why I didn't really like that scene at the end where she like one-ups Paris, because I'm like, come on. You've been there like a day. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I kind of wanted to see her struggle a
0: bit longer. Well, that's a prevalent theme throughout Gilmore Girls that she never actually... Struggle. She somehow mm. always becomes even as far later on as when she's doing community service. Um, maybe she struggles a bit in the first, the first episode of her doing her community service. But then literally like an episode later, she's there like taking charge, being assertive, mm-hmm. and it's like. But we also know that she's not an assertive person, so it's very weird when we're. I don't know. It's it's a bit confusing. <laughs> I did note, um, that they have to sing the school song. Whenever they have to know it, and they have to also know it in Latin, which my Duolingo lessons could never. I've started to start doing Latin on Duolingo. I don't know why. Like that's that that is, that, that is not? not that's not useful to me. That's not French useful. Uh, Japanese well, I enjoy it. Latin? Why am I learning Latin? And yet I am. Why not? Why do we do anything? It's actually I I found it like quite enjoyable. You know, because because yeah. I guess my logic is just well. Uh, is a are most European languages Roman based? A lot so is of them it are, interesting yeah. to see, you know, where it all kind of comes from? <laughs> That's my logic with it. Um, yeah. it's kind of fun though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good. And keep doing it. Sometimes you just need fun. There doesn't have to be a reason for anything. Like yeah. me painting my beetles and stuff. I'm not really learning anything useful doing that. I just like beetles and I like painting. So I just sit there for a few hours and beetles
0: yeah so you've got to have um, fun yeah exactly exactly and i want to be yeah. someone that knows a bunch of languages i don't know why yeah. but... you can be that
1: person who like when you pass an old building you're like oh do you know what that says and then you can be like the know-it-all that
0: like translates it to people yeah the know-it-all that everyone hates yeah That'd be <laughs> great <laughs> um i also noticed in this episode patty uh, was smoking which you don't really see that anymore in TV. No. And yeah, I've started, I, I started watching the other day, the original Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, they're okay. always, do, do you yeah. know what's funny? Do you know what's funny? Like, um, yeah, in the original season one of the Twilight Zone, like all the men are always puffing away on cigarettes and stuff. And the mm-hmm. biggest joke of it is like they're introduced and it's always like, oh, duh, Robert, 35. And it's like, no way, that man is like 48. What are you talking about? <laughs> or did they just look older because they're always puffing away on cigarettes? I don't know. Yeah. Well,
1: this is a, like a thing that it's a theory my sister has. She's like, people used to look older and uglier than they do now on average yeah they really do. and like it sounds like horrible to say but then sometimes i'm like hmm maybe maybe she's right um but is that now because we have like more plastic surgeries and stuff and more like beauty treatments or is it just because maybe people know how to look after themselves a bit better they know things like smoking's bad for you alcohol's bad for you have a good diet that sort of thing Sleep
0: or maybe more. it's just like less stress um get a dog maybe well beauty products contain mm. probably much better few ingredients because beauty products back then probably yeah. contained i don't know like asbestos and um, arsenic
1: yeah uranium
0: <laughs> you know you know what i mean i think it's yeah. a multitude of things and um well because pollutants really age your skin so now we have mm. anti-pollutant uh makeup History. and technology and stuff. But back then, like yeah. where there was factories and smog, it's like no wonder the kids who were like four years old looked like they were actually like four going on forty. Yeah.
1: People working outside all day without any sun protection. Yeah. It's gonna age you.
0: Yeah, everything. Kinda makes sense. People smoking at yeah. a very early age. Yeah. Back then. Yeah, my parents both started at fifteen. I think my mum was like something ridiculous, like twelve. Yeah. When she started smoking. So
1: Oh wait, no. They left school at fifteen. I don't know, maybe they start smoking then. It's around the same time, if not before. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. Leaving yeah. school at 15. God.
0: <sighs> yeah. It... You don't really see people smoking anymore. Which is good, TV. I think. Like, did they ban it? I don't know if they banned it. I don't know. I feel like that's sure. something that they would ban but I also kind of feel like you know if they're gonna do that with mm. smoking then I've got a few things to tell them about um alcohol consumption and yet alcohol yeah alcohol consumption is still very much glorified yeah. in a lot of tv shows yeah that's true and drugs in quite a few mm.
1: I don't know i would say I know there's definitely rules about like in the UK especially smoking on set mm. like you can get some exceptions and like in some plays you can get exceptions for like actual smoking like have you seen um oh, what's it called with Nathan Fielder Um one minute let me google this not the rehearsal I'm thinking of Nathan for you have you seen no. this no oh, god you will love it it's like the best thing ever me and Kieran like binge watched the whole thing and I cannot remember the last time I laughed this much so Nathan's this comedian who poses as like a business expert and like he's like he gets these failing businesses to like come to him and like say you know we're struggling will you fix us kind of like kitchen nightmares Mm -hmm. but then he gives them the worst possible help or like really ridiculous things to help so with one of them one episode he had this uh, bar manager come to him and was like since the smoking bans come in in whatever state it was um people just aren't coming to our bar-, bar anymore like sales have dropped so much we're struggling to get people in and Nathan's like okay so what we're gonna do is we're gonna make people be able to smoke on the premises by calling it theater production so Mm. he just invited a whole bunch of people to the bar got them all like smoking and everything like that and they he put two seats in the corner behind like a little red curtain and he got people to actually like pay for tickets and come and watch the show and the show was just people in the bar no way. And was, yeah. And then um, he was like, oh, I can't believe like how successful it actually is. Because normally obviously they don't work and it's like really ridiculous stuff. Like in one of them, he he stuck into like a baseball game in like a long coat with like packets of chili inside. And he was going around, people would be like, Do you want to buy chili? And then like pumping out, out of like a pump in his sleeve. It, it was a whole thing. It was great. Um it's just you, watch it you'll really enjoy him um he also did this second series called the rehearsal where the premise was like when people have like difficult conversations and stuff that they need to have in life he gets them to like rehearse it out with them and then he like has to predict what's going to happen and stuff like yeah. that and um in one of them he like created this fake family and this kid got really attached to him and he like traumatized a child <laughs> No way! Really
0: We're well, like bad. really? Oh
1: yeah. dear! It was it was very funny
0: though. But anyway,
1: <laughs> I I thoroughly recommend it. I think you'll love it. Point is, something to do with smoking. Yeah, watch Nathan for you. It's
0: great. <laughs> I'll check it out. I'll add it to the list mm-hmm. of all the things I've got to do. Um, there's a there's a bit where Emily rings up Lorelai to talk about buying Rory mm-hmm. some school clothes and school stuff, and. To be honest, on, on in in this instance, and mm-hmm. just this instance, because I think she's out of order later on, I think that Emily is actually right, and that Lorelai should have just mm. let Emily buy her some extra school clothes, extra school merchandise, this type of thing, because the other kids at the school would have all of that stuff. Their parents would have bought them the whole thing. And I don't think in a place like Chilton, you'd want to be the odd one out for not being yeah. able to maybe afford extra clothes or whatever because the kids would pick on you for being different regardless you don't need to be the kid that only has like two skirts doesn't even have like the special sweater doesn't have xyz yeah because i remember at my secondary school um the blazer i don't know if this is true but just at our secondary school anyway the blazers that had like the kind of slit at the back um, were the women's blazers and the ones that didn't have the slit at the back were the men's blazers. <laughs> and I used to like really worry about, oh no, am I gonna, is my mom accidentally gonna get me a men's blazer? Cause then people Aww. are gonna call me a boy and all this stuff. Yeah. And I remember seeing in science class once, um, like one of the guys was wearing one of the ones with the slit at the back. And so mm. these bo- this boy was just taking the piss out of him being like, you've got a women's blazer. Blah, blah, blah. And then the guy mm. got so wound up by it I can't remember what happened but like something happened and both of them had to get sent out either like he turned around and threatened him and swore or he actually hit him. I don't remember which one it was because this was like ages ago and I was 13 or whatever. Um but like I feel like that adds to my point. That school is rotten. Kids will pick on you for Anything, even something as yeah. stupid and mundane as a fucking slit in the back of who cares? Yeah. And it sounds ridiculous because it's 2023 and like clothes do not have a gender. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Skirts were originally made for men, high heels were originally made for men. It doesn't fucking matter. And yet, mm-hmm. just like what 15 or so years ago when I was in secondary school, like kids, kids will pick on each other for anything. So I think in this instance, Emily is right. Just let her buy the extra clothes, Lorelai. Just like, just let her. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I know I, it's against Lorelei's pride, but, like, you just don't want to be the odd one out with with teenagers. That's true. I do feel like they
1: were both being kind of stubborn, though, in the way they went about mm. it. Like, if Emily had, like, approached her and been like, oh, like, do you mind if I maybe, like, get her some clothes? Do you mind if I do this? But instead she's like, what size is she? I'm getting her this, this, and this, and the internet, and this, and, this. and I'm like, like, it's that overbearingness. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I can understand Lorelai's frustration. Yeah. It's um I don't know. Maybe that's a mum thing though.
0: I feel like a lot maybe. of mums do that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um Tristan is introduced in this episode, played by Chad Michael Murray, which firstly, you know, Chad Michael Murray's name, his full name, is like a proper name that a chad would have do you know what i mean yeah. like that's a really chad name chad michael murray i never
1: knew that was him i i'd always heard of chad michael murray because some of the girls in school when i was a teenager were like oh chad michael murray chad never knew what he looked like <laughs> but i knew logan but just didn't know that was him yeah not logan tristan he's, yeah. he's logan junior though let's be honest
0: well I think because he's meant to be a bit of a bad boy. So I think, um mm-hmm. so so he had to go off to star in One Tree Hill. So uh, I think maybe that's why they kind of got Jess introduced as a character because maybe like Jess and Tristan were meant to fulfill yeah. similar roles um because it kind of feels uh, like Tristan uh, just leaves and then nothing really happens about it yeah. even though he was originally set up to make Dean jealous and stuff which is then a role that Jess later on fulfills. Um yeah. Yeah, but like him calling Rory a Mary is such a tame insult. I don't yeah. I don't know what the posh upper school equivalent in England would be, you know, calling someone a Mary. I don't know. Because mm. our posh private school students are always too busy doing things like putting their penises into dead pigs. So, <laughs> you know, bit different. I'm not making that up, American audience. It's true. Google David Cameron, dead pig. <laughs> And the weird Sorry, thing no- is, is the dead, the dead, the Black Mirror episode about the prime minister who asked the fuck the pig that came out before the David Cameron stuff really? was known. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that. Oh, that's yeah, came out prior well, to any of that being known. So, well,
1: know. I reckon a lot of like posh or private school boys all do the same thing. You know, C- can we also just clarify for our American audience that wasn't just like a random
0: person; that was our prime minister. Yeah. our prime minister shagged a dead pig in the (laughs) mouth oh no he only put his bit he only put his genitals in it oh please as if that's what he only did come on have some (laughs) imagination or don't um (laughs) yeah yeah anyway miss him him, old david things seemed a bit more fun then like (sighs) do you know i discuss this with my friends frequently but like how bad do things actually need to fucking be to look back on the David Cameron regime as like with rose (laughs) with rose tinted goggles of like, oh, if only things were as simple as they were back then when it was still Mm. shit. It was just like shit light. (laughs) The Tories anyway screwed us over this last decade, have not they? Yeah, but we're all too we're all too apathetic to care about it now. Um oh another thing that I've noticed about Gilbert Girls, why does everyone pronounce detail as detailed? Everyone in the show, it's what are the really? details? Have you not noticed? Everyone, no. everyone says it. Ratchet, is that an American Suki. thing? Like I aluminum. don't know. Details. I don't know. Details. I'll, I'll Detail. send you the details. I don't know because at first it's like, mm-hmm. is it a posh American thing? But then Suki also says it and a few of them like mm. Rory and stuff say details. Maybe it's a state accent thing. Mm. Maybe mm. it's a New Haven thing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, with Suki and Jackson, I like the whole peach exchange where they mm. complain about the peaches being watery. I like that. I think that's funny. <laughs> it was quite sweet.
1: It's, I don't know. I still can't tell if I like Suki or not. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, okay, it's quite funny. It's like quite good. And then other times I'm just like, yeah, does she really need to be there? Mm. I actually, um, so oh my god, so I realized this episode that, um, the harp player, what's her name? Drella, um, Drella, yeah, that's actually she's played by uh, who is she? Alex I the Yeah, she's on. Uh, she's Susie. And have you seen the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? No. I really like it. I love it. I thought I thought the final episode could have been a little better, but it was a nice ending. It was it was all good. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize that was the same actress. And what you were saying, uh, the last episode when you were like oh yeah she was originally meant to play Suki and stuff I looked that up and I found a clip from the pilot of her as Suki and actually Mm. really liked it I think she would have been a great Suki Mm. I think she'd have been like a little maybe drier while still being quirky Um, it would have been a different Suki but I don't know I feel
0: like maybe I would have liked it yeah actress though she's good the marvelous Mrs Maisel that's also Mm -hmm. written by amy paladino yeah. isn't it yeah yeah you get a lot of that kind of very quick um like
1: banter between people and kind of like long sort of monologues and like the um i don't know the, the wittiness and stuff mm. it's very very gilmore girls in that respect um but i like it i might have to check it okay. out then yeah yeah it's nice it's, it's fun i really enjoy it the fourth is it the fourth season I think it was a little slow for me or maybe the third I can't remember which. no it was the fourth season that was a little slow for me mm. but then I like the fifth they really changed up the format in the fifth one and they had lots of like flashbacks and flash forwards and stuff like that happening because it was the final season so they were like showing things that like happened in the future and so and it was nice it's a nice way to wrap it up I enjoyed it mm. good se- series yeah um oh the other thing I did really like is Suki was the only one who was like Really encouraging and nice to Lorelai about her like bad outfit and stuff like that. Mm. Like I thought that was very sweet. So they do have a nice friendship. I give them that. Yeah, that's nice.
0: Yeah, because yeah, it's it's just a. You know, it's not the worst thing in the world to you know wear a wear a yeah. silly outfit. I mean, it happens sometimes, right? It's not. We've all done it. Yeah, it's a very low Everything. stakes drama.
1: Yeah, it's fine. Um. Oh my God! Right. This. This is. A minor thing, but it kind of blew my mind. Like how far the world has come. The no cell phone sign in Luke's, and where he tells her to take the phone call outside.
0: Mm. You just wouldn't get that today, would you? No, you couldn't. You couldn't, because everywhere it's like like people are we're all glued to our phones. All of us, mm-hmm. we can't help it. Phones are almost an extension of our consciousness now. It's yeah. weird. Do you have the the bump in your pinky finger from where? so your phone tends to rest here and if you look at your pinky fingers side by side one of them might have a bump mine definitely does where i hold my phone one of them has a bump one doesn't one is straighter if you hold them like if you do this oh wait that way yeah might help Mm, my phone my phone one my phone one has a a dip a bump from like it's literally part of our evolution in real time um yeah (laughs) take that take that creationist evolution there you go maybe for me it's because I have a mum
1: case oh god (laughs) I I know I know it's embarrassing but like I always forget to take stuff out with me so if I do this it's all in one place and I've got like all my cards and ID and everything I could
0: ever need it's not embarrassing because like I'd, i should have a mum case rather than this absolutely despicable um <laughs> like danger to mankind this <laughs> this like 10th wonder of the world this thing that fucking electrocutes me half the time um people make fun of me for this all the time but i'm like yeah
1: but i never forget anything because everything's mm. all together i've got business cards in there i've got some emergency cash in there i've got my id i've got two debit cards and a credit card so i'm never gonna run out of money if like one thing gets
0: lost or stolen and yeah it's great it's my life and it's it's only a true like mum phone if you're doing the old one finger Hmm. one finger for texting action because like all mums do that they can't they can't and I
1: only do that when I'm drunk
0: there you go (laughs) say it's all right um, I noticed when Emily was on the phone to Lorelai for like the second time, where she was talking about wanting to get Rory a car. That's when for me she starts being really overbearing because it's like, Oh, just yeah. pack it in, would you? Um, she says, Yes, Rory takes the bus, drug te- drug dealers take the bus. And Ash is like, No, they don't. What universe <laughs> you in drug dealers drug dealers don't take the bus, they drive. I, like I you have think- clearly never had a drug dealer. <laughs>
1: yeah, true. I do think Americans have a weird relationship with public transport though. Why, do you think so? How so? Well, they don't use it as much, do they? I'm not mm. talking about, like, big cities like New York where you got the subway and stuff. But,
0: like, in smaller places, like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem as common. I think America is a lot bigger. When you turn yeah. 15 or 16, whenever it is, you basically do have to learn yeah. to drive to be able to drive around, Um yeah, there's this lady, there's this YouTuber called Rachel, and she's got this YouTube channel, Rachel and Jun, and she's got she's American and she's got a Japanese husband, and mm. she says that like the you know because they do a lot of videos of so, like the differences, the cultural differences, whatever. And she says that like you know in America to get anywhere you have to drive around. In Japan, you can just kind of cycle and walk mm. and like use a bit of public transport. Um, and whenever she goes back to stay in America for extended periods of time, she always puts on a bit of weight. <laughs> because she just drives everywhere, whereas in Japan, yeah. like you kind of have to walk everywhere instead. So yeah, maybe yeah. I think I think it's just because America is like so much bigger than yeah. England or you know, places in Europe. Yeah. I always Japan. find it quite
1: interesting in like American TV programs where they make a really big deal of going on a train. Why like, going on a train? And like mm. have you seen the bit in Modern Family where Alex is like, she has her train hat and stuff. I'm like, really? It's a train. <laughs> like we have people like peeing in the corner on our trains they're just like these grotty little like things
0: (laughs) yeah we have people like vaping and just smoking Mm -hmm. on especially the new elizabeth line um because like the elizabeth line trains are bigger than the standard tube ones right there's more room and stuff and i've noticed like on on the late night ones like people will just start smoking (laughs) Like, they don't care. Like, they'll fully just be... And you're English, so you're not going to say anything. Like, I just look at my phone and just ignore whatever's going on, but...
1: (laughs) I always used to really like the DLR. The DLR felt like the classy bit of London's transport, because it was always clean, and you could sit in the front and look out the little window and pretend you're a train driver. Mm. And it just, I don't know, it just seemed nice. It seemed respectable. Everyone in there was always very polite.
0: You know? Mm. Like the that. the central line I think is like the dirtiest, as in they did a study mm. and that's the like most unhygienic I one. I yeah. try to not touch anything when I go on like the main tubes. Hammersmith and City, that's a nice line because like you got more room, there's more like yeah. air airflow, there's no do you know do you know what I don't like when people when you're on the tube and you're in the ones where like the carriages are they have doors? Because mm-hmm. the Hammersmith City, there's no doors. You could just walk around. Um, yeah. I don't like it when the tube's moving and then someone like, like people walk between carriages. Oh my God, you know, it freaks you know me I mean? out. Yeah. I'm like, they're going to fall. They're going to
1: fall. They never do. But what if they did?
0: What if they did?
1: Oh, I don't like it. You yeah. know, someone did a study on like um, the noise on the tube. And apparently it's like some, in some tunnels and stuff, the volume is so high. It's like above what should be legal because it's so dangerous for human hearing. Really? Yeah. I feel like it was like a Tom Scott video or something. Or like someone like him. I
0: don't Hmm. know. It was
1: a while back. But yeah, I found that fun.
0: I was on... I don't know what tube I was on but I was like at Oxford Circus going to just like Piccadilly or Leicester Square the other day mm. and the tube driver was like on something I think because like it, the tube goes like it doesn't go fast it probably goes like 30 or 40 mm. miles an hour it just feels faster because you're in an enclosed space you know yeah. but like no this this guy was like on something because they were going so fast like I sat down because it was like that fast that I, like, I could have mm. fallen over and these women were getting like literally flung to the other they were standing up and they got flung because this guy he was like going breakneck speed like he was late for his dinner or something, That's it was crazy. I, yeah, I didn't get back on the same tube line afterwards because I was like, I ain't getting <laughs> risking that driver again. Like, man was on some sort of mission. <laughs> My favorite experience
1: was one of the DLR drivers once. He basically gave us like a little tour as we went along. And he was like, all right, guys, coming up next, we've got Canary Wharf on your right. You're going to see." and he was like saying all this stuff. And then like once we got to the end of the line in Lewisham, uh, he was like, all right, thanks for like being with us today. My name's so-and-so. I've got a YouTube channel. You can follow me over there. I do my own poetry. I do these videos. I do this. I'm like, I'm
0: following this guy. <laughs> he was great. I like it no. when they get sarcastic and rude to people not getting on the tubes properly. I like it when they do yes. that and start getting attitude and start basically <laughs> calling people stupid for not knowing how to get on the tube properly. You know, when everyone's oh, like yes. pushing and it's rush hour and it's... Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, I don't miss that before. like that time of day in London. Oh, that was never fun. Mm. But yeah. Um, oh my God. Sorry, back to Gilmore Girls. Also... Yeah kirk's first appearance but not as kirk as as mick Mick. (laughs) yeah not Uh, the kirk we know and love i'm i'm glad they kept him in yeah yeah do you think he would have suited being a mick forever or is he is he a kirk through and through
0: mick to me is more like a I don't know if I think of someone called if I think of someone called Mick, I don't, I don't, I would not think of them as American. I'd think of maybe I'm biased because yeah. I've known English people called Mick, you know. But it's like a Mick, yeah. you know, like I'm gonna, it's like a I'm going to, yeah, like a builder, and I'm gonna yeah. build my own barbecue, and it like won't yeah. even be a big drama. I don't even need to look on YouTube for a tutorial on how to do it. I'm gonna sand my own chairs or whatever, like a like a Mick, like a like someone who like knows their shit. Well, like I guess kind of a bit like Luke. I was gonna <laughs> like, say Luke has like... kind of got Mick energy. <laughs>
1: I can see that, yeah. But I was going to say, like Danny Dyer's character in EastEnders, he's called
0: Mick. There you go. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. It's like an EastEnd, like Mick. Like, yeah, yeah I'm Mick. Maybe I'm bold. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? <laughs> Keep you guessing. Um, I think Kirk suits Kirk because he's like a yeah. Kirk. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's What's the word for him? I don't know. He's like... Unique. <sighs> he's... He is. Eccentric. Yeah. Eccentric's good. Because he's not exactly like a nerdy guy, but he's not, not a nerdy guy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He's, I don't know, he seems sweet though. I like Kirk.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah. I've always really liked Kirk. He's he's a true eccentric bloke, yeah. you know. That's um, I think we all know someone a bit like Kirk. And if we don't, we should. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. one of my friends is a bit of a Kirk, but I also feel yeah. like like he's also a bit of a Carl Pilkinton as well you know like this. I there's, don't really know him I know who he is but I've not really seen any of his stuff You've got to watch some Carl pilkinton like okay. he's he's brilliant he's brilliant You got you, it's um the old podcast called the Ricky Gervais show but mm. like they're old they're like 15 yeah. or so years old and they're good it's him Stephen Merchant Ricky Gervais um and Carl's the funniest
1: Oh yeah I remember when that
0: first came out Yeah and then they like weirdly put it on TV didn't they Yeah they animated it so it could go on TV Yeah that's interesting time in tv (laughs) yeah carl pilgerton was definitely the funniest but i don't think Ricky base is all that anyway so (laughs) i think i think carl pilgerton is the best thing that Ricky base has ever done uh but also very controversially i think that the u.s office is better than the uk office oh the uk office is more realistic no the uk office is a bit like there are some funny moments but it's just a bit like oh you know depressing i can't deal with it yeah and i it's not Ooh. the best of like british jokes and tv the best of british jokes and tv is the it cloud crowd duh like that's what i was gonna say that's way funnier are you kidding yeah. Richard diowadi way funnier <laughs> than david brent like get out and i'd say black
1: books as well but like some people say that's better than the it crowd but i feel it's like the precursor to it like we had that so we could get it crowd you know i mean
0: i've watched black books but i have to admit Um, I watched like a few seasons of it Mm. because you know there's only like eight episodes or whatever I have to preface by saying that because otherwise the next thing's gonna sound Mm -hmm. really bad I was on drugs the whole time when I watched it so I don't remember (laughs) it and I was on like some weird drugs as well they weren't like you know good old-fashioned drugs they were like weird the ones that are like kind of legal but not legal because they're plant food or whatever Mm -hmm. like it was just I spent a whole weekend on this stuff like (laughs) watching black books so I don't remember any of it oh god did you not know there's
1: actually like 20 episodes a season and 10 seasons can you imagine? Imagine I was just there <laughs> for a week.
0: Actually, just a week, just off my head. Oh, so I need to like, I need to watch it. Um, I think it's something that I would like. Yeah. Do you remember? Know. Um. Oh, what was the hospital one? What was hospital? Is it, gre- it Green Wing? Oh no, no, no! I didn't watch any uh, of those.
1: Because I, I, I American.
0: Really watched- you might be thinking of West Wing. I don't know. Green Wing. <laughs> Green Wing. Yes. UK. It's oh I recognise these people. Yeah. Um no, I've never watched it though. Yeah, it was really
1: good. I really like the guy who played Mac. I always had a bit of a crush on him when I was younger. Um and Tamsin, how do you say her surname? Greek, Greg, Grey. Greek? Grey. Yeah, I I really like her. Like everything I've seen her in, she's really great mm. in it. Like she's brilliant in um Tomorrow Drew. Have you seen that?
0: Mm -mm.
1: It's a film, really good, very English. It's great. Mm. Um, she's great in that. What I've not seen Friday Night Dinner. Um, she's great in episodes. I love episodes. Um, I don't think what else she's been in.
0: I on Google. Yeah, no, I was I was more of a Mighty Boosh, kind of girl. Mighty (laughs) Boosh is great. Loved that. Oh
1: mighty boosh was like it took up most of my teen years being obsessed with that and um Noel fielding's girlfriend at the time she had this band called robots in disguise who were like this like yeah, electro band i loved them they were so great um sold them once at sheffield it was like highlight of my teen years loved it
0: did you ever see um uh, they put it on dvd the mighty boosh live the live show mm-hmm. that they did um because i think I that was got like the even DVD. F- it's even funnier than the actual show oh yeah it's I think good. it's so it's so good I, I
1: was disappointed with their last live show though the um future sailors one
0: mm. I, I, don't think I, saw, I don't think I saw that one because I wasn't for me it was like season two was kind of peak and then yeah. well no actually no I loved I loved all of the times when they were in season one was they were in the zoo season one, was I, zoo. I loved that because I love the shop and season three was just in a flat I think I think they were literally just like in their flat. Yeah, my. I Google this. Yeah, I,
1: sorry, loved, what in, were you I say? loved
0: in season one the. um... What's his name? His, uh, I can't remember his name in the show. Is his name Bob, the American guy? And he has the little like special recorder thing, yeah. and he like he doesn't know the names of the animals. So he's like, you know, the hairy man. What the gorilla? <laughs> gorilla, and then he's used that. Conversation. So fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it's just yeah. It was a good time. It was very like surreal. Um yeah, it was it was good. I'm just trying sorry, I'm still thinking about like where everything was set now, because it's so long mm. since I've seen it.
0: But then did you ever watch Noel Fielding's luxury comedy? Because I tried, I, um... but that was too random kind of for the sake yeah. of it. I feel like he needs Julian Barrett to ground him.
1: Yeah. A little I bit. Mm. It, um Yeah, I've only seen like bits of it here and there, but it, it didn't quite no, grab it wasn't my attention. Mm. No. Um, oh my God, season two, you got the old Greg one. The old
0: Greg episode. I loved that. Oh,
1: so good. I
0: yeah. loved old Greg. I just wanted them to actually be together and be happy. <laughs> oh no,
1: okay, so season three was the one in the shop because that's where you get the crack fox. And... Eels, eels, eels wasn't person. until season eels. three as well yeah. yeah yeah that was until season three i thought that was oh no hitch hitch was season one
0: um so hitch- hitch- was a- the Hitcher was a recurring character i think
1: did he come back in eels then yes
0: yeah god it's so
1: long since i've seen these i do want to watch them again yeah okay that's what i'm doing with my evening after i film today i got this <laughs> it's gonna be great but yeah i got this like <laughs> box set of like all their live tours um Mm. and it also had like mighty boosh top trump's cards in them which was so cool yeah and all the artwork was
0: done by noel it was so good i still got them it's so good did you ever get the mighty book of boosh which like all the artworks by noel and stuff and i found that so funny yeah
1: i think i also still have that somewhere in my spare room
0: They have this like two-page spread where it's about um the acting of Howard Moon because he's an accomplished Mm -hmm. actor and it's shown like you know his different expressions and which what it which one represents but it's the exact same expression he's making every single time and just and the little the little poem that he did to Mrs. Um the lady he was always saying was like cream. It was like your skin like cream, your ear like little curls of cream, just like (laughs) nonsense. So good.
1: oh bless it was brilliant and it was very like of the time as well i can't see something yeah. like that necessarily being made now i feel like now maybe audiences wouldn't get it as much mm. Mm. which is a shame i don't know but it was good it's excellent sorry anyway gilmore girls
0: gilmore girls we are going gilmore... quite off topic today <laughs> gilmore girls um yeah Emily trying to get them the internet without because I feel like at least with the clothes no she didn't ask permission per se but she rang her to be like duh, yeah. duh, 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 duh. but this the but third she instance only rang of her... her to
1: find out her size her
0: clothing size oh uh, yeah like, already she wouldn't have phoned up it. she wouldn't have bothered yeah that's the the annoying part is the presumption but I feel like mm-hmm. she kind of feels like it's coming from a good place even yeah. though it is coming from an annoying place because I'd be annoyed. It too, but them just trying yeah. to get the internet without per- them permission, yeah. even though they already have the internet, it's a bit too I, far. I think it was like the equivalent of like
1: fiber versus broadband today, sure. You know? it yeah, it was like whatever it was instead of dial up, or like broadband instead of dial up. God, do you remember the days of dial up?
0: Not really, I don't really. I think I just what is you okay. oh no, I'm bleeding. Um, oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> oh it was, it was it was nothing it was oh. like a tiny smear it was a tiny it smear it me like that that's just, just scratching my knee and I was like oh what's that <laughs> <laughs> nice oh just bleeding it's fine <laughs> it casually you know another yeah. day in the life of me <laughs> um no I don't really I don't really remember dial-up very well because we didn't get we didn't get a computer until I was like a home computer until I was about hmm. 11 or so it was quite late when we got a computer um, ah. So I'd go around. I'd go around my friends' houses, and we'd play on like the Windows 95 ones and all we'd play is yeah. this little egg egg hopping game, where you have to get the egg to hop, and if you fall, you die. It was kind of like a like the Angry Birds <laughs> of its day. That's brilliant.
1: We um, my brother got an old second hand also Windows ninety five computer when he went off to uni, so yeah. we had that in the house for a few months, um, and we had it when he came home on the holidays as well. So I would have been eight then. And then we didn't get a family computer until I was maybe 13 or so, I think. Mm. But we had some internet before that for my brother for when he came home on the holidays and stuff. But it's always dial up. And there were always arguments because my mom would be like, well, you get off the internet. I need to phone your auntie Josie. Wow. my, My brother would be like, no, no, just five more minutes, five more minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah, we definitely didn't have that. It was just—it was more like it took forever for the computer to do anything. Like you click on yeah. the internet, you have to go away, make a cup of tea, come back, and then the browser actually opens. Yeah, you know. um oh. And we just that we was on the computer. That was just using Internet Explorer. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and we'd—I'd go on new grounds and play like the flash games and oh, stuff. I remember, I remember that. I remember that. Did you ever little, play on um, Mousebreaker? Mousebreaker were my favorite ones. No, I don't think so.
1: They were good. Yeah, I enjoyed them. They had lots of like little like um sort of like cycling games where you had to like go up and down these little slopes and you're controlling the speed and stuff. It's like, you know, at the end of like IT class and stuff, sometimes our teachers just to be like, okay, you can have five minutes to do what
0: you want, and everyone would go to Mousebreaker
1: and like play against each other. It was great.
0: I remember playing yeah, the the only game that really sticks out to mind that me and my friend used to play a lot was um you're this obese man trying to lose weight and then you can like and then you can go to work and get money and then you can get like a bicycle and you could either buy healthy stuff which is more expensive or buy cheeseburgers and put the weight back on or you could risk it by eating the dodgy pickle in the fridge and even being sick of being (laughs) sick did you like that yes (laughs) you have just
1: brought back so many memories Oh we would we would god. love playing
0: this game and it's like why? Oh and you had the goldfish and you even had to feed the goldfish because yeah. if you forgot the goldfish would die. You die.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no like oh those games getting all these memories now. Do you remember the um do you remember salad fingers?
0: Yes. My god.
1: My first driving instructor who ended up being a little bit creepy and I had to fire him. Um he actually taught the guy who made salad fingers how to drive.
0: Really? Yeah, he's based here in Leeds, or at least oh, he was that. a couple of years wow. back. Yeah. Salad Great. Fingers, that was, um, that sure was something.
1: That was ugh. me and my best friend Meg, when we were like 11, um, she got her own computer in her bedroom. So we used to play Sims together
0: and then watch Salad Fingers videos. It's very cool. <laughs> we were very cool. I used to play Age of Empires a lot. That was my thing. I love Age of Empires. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, Gilmore Girls again. Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Lane, mm-hmm. Lorelei and Rory walking back mm-hmm. and Lane's trying to scarf down pizza before going mm-hmm. home because her mother bought um, like a load of tofu, you know, mm-hmm. and Lane's complaining oh. about it because obviously, oh, it's bland and blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> Mrs. Kim is Korean tofu in Asian I mean tofu can be made good like you just don't know how mm-hmm. to cook if you can't cook the tofu very well it's a sponge it it, it, it you marinate it, it absorbs flavors mm. you know and you can change the texture of it you can do a lot of things with it um tofu in Asian dishes is great like mm-hmm. I think Chinese food is my favorite cuisine um because of like the stuff that you can do with tofu Korean mm-hmm. as well love it Japanese. Well, a lot of Japanese is kind of like fish based with like dashi, but if you get like vegan Japanese Mm -hmm. stuff, it's great. Um, So I don't know why Amy Palladino made Mrs. Kim like this really boring, plain chef when (laughs) she's Korean, like she knows how to cook. Um, (laughs) Korean food is great. I think Amy Palladino kind of hates people who attempt to be healthy because (laughs) you've got to be effortlessly thin right like Rory and Lorelai even though they eat junk all day every day they shouldn't be effortlessly thin and yet so I think I really think that Amy Palladino has this hang up about it because people that are seen to exercise in the series are weird people who eat healthily are weird and boring um but you can eat pizza and drink coffee all day and be absolutely fine Fine. you know yeah like because Rory and Rory and Lorelai they don't even you could argue that they walk around a lot because I definitely like she's mm. getting her 10k steps yeah. but you can't outwalk a bad diet. You can't. So, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Amy Palladino has a very big like not like the other because that's where that comes mm. from. This not I'm not like the other girls because I eat pizza mm. and stay beautiful and thin and I'll drink beer sometimes and burp mm. but I'm cool. Like th- that whole <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I do feel like with Lane, though, it's just a bit of like teenage rebellion. You know, she's like, oh, oh yeah, no, sure. I, want, I want junk food, not healthy food. I want pizza on the street, not my mum's cooking, that sort of thing. So I can understand that. I think that's fine. But I do. Are they back? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a lorry that beat oh, and then made a lot of noise. I Sorry, anyway. The drama, the sheer amount of drama. Oh, I know. I know. So much traffic at the minute. Um, But yeah, no, I, I think your point about. Um, Amy stands I think you're right also did you notice the like body not body shaming but like the beauty shaming of the receptionist earlier where like I was like yeah see that's what happens when you go to sleep with your makeup on like, that sounds a bit unnecessary like, yeah
0: she's just she's just an older woman but of course you yeah. have to be effortlessly Da, 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 da. So, yeah. so so who is Amy doing that for because the whole I'm not like the other girls mm-hmm. thing is very much for the male gaze yeah. you know like and sometimes I feel that Lorelei and Laurie Lorelei and Laurie Lorelei <laughs> and Ro- Laurie Roraleigh and I can't even talk Red Laurie, Yellow Laurie Lorelei and <laughs> Rory are kind eventually. of yeah they are a bit yeah. like that you know like yeah. oh we're the cool pretty girls and we're like, and they're so quirky and, and all the boys love them and they always get flustered. And yeah. and no man in the Gilmore Girls universe ever gets over a Gilmore girl either. You know, like Dean's still hung up about Rory. Uh, Jess in the year in life is like still kind of in love with Rory, maybe. Um, yeah. that,
1: there's kind of a bit of an issue of that with uh, Midge in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Like right. every guy she meets just falls helplessly in love with her and wants her involved on all this sort of thing. But I think they do a little bit better with the... Kind of beauty standards side of things because, because like it is set in the 50s, so beauty standards were different back then, and they definitely do critique it a bit. So at first, Midge is stuck in this like day to day life where she's got the husband and the kids and the house and all the things that she should have and she spends her days doing like exercises with her best friend and she te- keeps a notebook of measurements of like her waist her legs her arms like all of this and she's like I need to stay exactly the same as my wedding day so my husband doesn't leave me and blah blah and then when she finds out her husband's been cheating on her and leaves her she has this like whole mental breakdown falls into the world of comedy and all of that kind of gets thrown out of the window and her notebook gets replaced by like a notebook for writing jokes and stuff like that mm. and it's it's quite nice to see the transition. But at the same time, she never loses her like love of clothes and fashion and femininity throughout the show. So it's a little bit more of a balance than in Gilmore Girls, mm. which is nice. It's still not mm. perfect. You can still maybe say Midge is like, a bit too shallow mm. and she definitely has a lot of character flaws,
0: but they are at least called out and critiqued, which mm. I think is better. Mm. Mm. And then... Right at the end of this episode, uh, I noticed that they walk by and Lorelai's like mm. oh what do you think of Luke and she's like no you can't date Luke mm. blah 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 and Luke oh. sees them comes outside changes his sign from open to close because he was clearly waiting to see if he they would come by for like a little evening mm-hmm. pie or coffee or whatever and which what his, a hero his little thing earlier when he was all jealous that Lorelai got
1: asked out and I was like mm, his little face but I wrote my notes on this and I said mm. damn it Rory you're the reason it took Luke and Lorelai so long to get together damn you because she's the one who was like Oh, no, not Luke. Amen. Um, I I mean, you can't date Luke. But yeah, she's the reason Luke and Lorelai don't get together for years after that. Because she was into him and he was into her
0: and they both knew it. And they didn't yeah. get together because Rory. Rory's just the worst because she takes after her father, Christopher. Oh, Rory. Oh, and sorry. then the final, <laughs> the final thing I noticed was in the credits, the first mm-hmm. thing that pops up, director of photography, mm-hmm. Teresa Medina. So I think that's where they got the name Max Medina from. Oh, I noticed sense. that. Good, good job. Good spotting. Well done. Cheers, mate. <laughs> that is uh that it was a bit all over the place, but that's our recap yeah. of episode two <laughs> of the Gilmore Girls. So I guess let us know what you guys think. You this know. is just basically t- us turning sorry, this
1: is basically turning to us ranting about everything we want. With Gilmore girls, it's like a slight front for it all.
0: It like vaguely structures the conversation. <laughs> kind of yeah kind of a little bit but i don't know let's do it i don't mind that style so i'd like to see if everyone else minds it or not if they want us to stay stay on a track more often who knows we'll see we'll find out we will see yes um thank you guys so much for watching make sure you like comment subscribe make sure you follow us on spotify and itunes and that's all check out rachel's channel check out my channel maybe my documentary will be out at this point maybe probably not um that's all really see you guys next time Bye!